0: You should so get recorded. That's an important That's part. how it
1: works. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Welcome to The Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team.
0: In this episode, we are sitting down with Aaron and Chris Howard with Howard Properties. Right? Make sure I get that right. That's it. (laughs) Nailed it. You guys don't know this, but you are our first outside guest on the podcast. No pressure or anything. Yeah. No no pressure for us. Right. (laughs) We,
2: We
1: maybe didn't tell you because maybe you wouldn't have come and done it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see What? Yeah.
3: nobody
1: else nobody's come in
0: yeah, oh right know. Kind of <laughs> awkward you know, you know, they you
1: don't mind being
0: guinea pig so uh, how we met you guys uh, just to give our listeners an update is you are doing are doing we're currently working on a testimonial video for us so that hasn't come out yet but we've got sort of that first draft together you guys have seen it and it'll be coming out soon
1: Let's take our relationship with the Howards all the way back to the beginning Mm. and say how that came to be. Okay. Just for fun. Okay. Go for it. As we understand how it came to be. Right. You were at the, the Firm of the Year dinner, and you, super cool folks, came up to our CEO, Pat. And said nice things about us, <laughs> and then so this is. And now I'm saying this out loud. This is the pressure because literally before we started recording, I said they don't have to say nice things about us. This is why because I'm going to tell them you already have. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you said if you uh, if we were ever looking to do a testimonial, you guys would do a testimonial, and it just so happened that we had been searching high and low for someone to do a testimonial oh. and could not. -hmm. We had maybe we never even told you guys this. Like we had been asking probably for six months
0: already. On our team, asking people on our team. Like if anybody if you talk
1: to anybody, let them know. We'd love to be able to do a testimonial and we had nothing. And then you guys came out of the blue. Wow. So I
2: had no idea it came out that way. It's awesome how
3: things work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it has been a wonderful friendship so far. Yes.
3: Like (laughs) this.
1: So before we dive in, are we going to talk about our resolutions? Are we going to make them talk about our resolutions? Yeah. Okay. So to explain for you both, we set New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year, and we did it and recorded it, and then we put it out into the world. And this is the way that we are actually going to resolve to meet our New Year's resolutions, that every time we record, we do a little update. Mm -hmm. So did you guys do any New Year's resolutions this year? I did. Ooh, what were your New Year's resolutions, Erin?
4: Well, I'm a big thinker, and so I'm not a very simple, very simple person. Um, Not by choice. It's kind of a I don't know. My basically, it it was to um, put God first. So I I find that whether I want to lose weight or if I want to be more family oriented or have a better, bigger, stronger business. If I put God first um, and have a better relationship with Him, then hopefully all those things will fall into place. Awesome. So that that was it. How about how about you guys? <laughs> Love that. Well, we will tell you about ours. You want to go first, or me to go first? Uh,
1: why don't
0: you go first?
1: Okay. So my resolution had to do with photography. So thing I took up photography last year. Um, Vince is a photographer. You know that. I don't know why I'm telling you that. <laughs> so listeners he, hopefully know that by yeah, now too. <laughs> sometimes he forces me to say it out loud so I acknowledge it and then he can record it. But um, and because of what we do, I was I'd always been interested. in it. So I took off photography, and the goal I set for myself when I bought a prosumer camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. not getting there. Not a click. Not just a quick click camera, but also not. Super expensive. Yeah, was that I would take a hundred pictures a day, a week. Wow, um, which yeah. is easy to do actually, but then what I ended up with is six thousand pictures, um, and most of them people never saw.
3: Oh, so my
1: new resolution this year is to take and share one picture a day.
3: Okay. So at
1: least I'm taking something, and now they don't have to be the same picture. So I can <laughs> take a picture because. Part of the reason nobody ever sees them is because I want to edit them and make them perfect and whatever. <laughs> so my resolution was take and share one picture a day.
2: I had a um, photography teacher in uh, college, and he had this philosophy where he said he said amateur photographers take lots of pictures and show them to everybody, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and professional photographers take lots of pictures, and they pick only a few of them that are their favorites or their best, and they share yeah. those. So you're on your way hey. to being a professional photographer. I'll be a professional I have uh, the habits. That's so <laughs> true. <laughs>
0: okay, so along those
1: lines. <laughs> Speaking of which.
0: Yeah, so my resolution was, so I have. What did we decide? I think it, oh topping 40,000 pictures on my hard drive. So that's like from when I started to now. Um, a lot of those are fam- personal pictures. Lots of them are also client pictures. So I, uh, for me, it's never an issue to share client pictures because it's, so it's timeline and I'm getting paid. Yeah, and right. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: There's a delivery date, right? So easy peasy. But it's all those personal things that don't get shared, so.
2: Or sorted, or organized, Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man. Exactly,
0: (laughs) so specifically my resolution was to get those into a place where I can share them with family, so did that, still working on getting, so we're working on getting sort of the backlog of everything into this shared album that everybody can see, Uh, but so my update for this time Mm -hmm. is actually working on a different resolution, uh, which was to cook more.
3: Oh, Oh. Mm -hmm. yes. Nice.
0: Uh, So, for our Valentine's Day celebration, uh, I did the cooking and made a what did I say it was? I don't remember what it's called anymore.
1: A pesto chicken?
0: A pesto and tomato stuffed chicken breast. Nice. It sounds really fancy. It's super easy. (laughs) 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 You cut open the chicken, put in pesto, put in tomato, fold it, cook it. Done. Very good. It counts. It counts. I oh, it might even be able to handle something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: so what is your? I mean, what was what was yeah,
2: your New Year's resolution? Oh, put me on a spot. I I'm not a big resolution guy. I put it this way. I'm I'm kind of caught in a perpetual state of New Year's resolutions. <laughs> every every day I try to be better than I was the day before. Whether that's being a better husband, a better father, better business person, just improve every day. And I I think that that. And and in January, I want to do the same thing. I just I Mm -hmm. just look at myself and I think, okay, what was I? How was I yesterday? How can I be better today? And um, every day is a little bit different than what I want to improve. But I I just try to do that. So.
1: So can I ask you more questions about that? I oh, million, no. I have a million <laughs> questions oh. about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So do you consciously do that? Like every morning you say, okay, what's my thing? What am I going to do today? Not every
2: morning. I, okay. I should do that, though, because that's it's always in the back of my mind. But I should put it in the front of my mind because that might, you know, like a New Year's resolution that I could actually keep it then if I, <laughs> <laughs> if I thought about it. You know, but no, that's a good idea. That's a good advice.
1: Just that's, one question? Yes. That was just one. Yeah. Okay. Well done. He's right. unaccustomed to me just being able to ask one question. <laughs> I was kind of relieved.
2: Was just yes. I wasn't real comfortable with the, uh, with the track of the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so we so have a question. You should start.
4: I should start. We didn't talk
0: about who was asking what questions. Okay, okay.
4: so <laughs> that's normally on our list. So yeah. you guys think that you're the ones asking the questions here, but what you really don't know. Oh is the man! <laughs> oh, We're here to can't ask you wait! Questions. Yes, please. <laughs> People hear enough of us. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay.
1: So, here's. We'll start with the very basic stuff. They already know about our our budding friendship, but let's talk about you guys. In as much detail as you're comfortable sharing. Okay. Tell us okay. about you, who you are, where you come from.
2: Okay. Whoever That's wants it. to start. I'll,
4: I'll let you go first.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I love Marshfield, and I am, I think that people who aren't from Marshfield originally love it more than people that were born here, because I'm sorry, but people who have lived here their whole lives, they, they don't know what they have here. When I was growing up, we lived in probably nine different states, and we moved probably 12 times. And by the time I was in college, so I got to see the whole United States from the perspective of a kid, you know. But after college, um, both my sisters, my parents, we all live in this area now. They live out in the country. I'm the city city slicker here in Marshall, <laughs> Wisconsin.
1: In the big city. Yes. But um,
2: but I think that kind of shaped me. I'm I'm not a real outgoing kind of a person, if you want to define who I am. But um, through my my business and you know help from my wife, I become more outgoing. But it's still nothing I'm super comfortable with. I'm still a shy little guy who's a new kid in class twelve times growing <laughs> up. You know, I think that that kind of defines who I am. But I've I've learned to. Work on that so I, you know, people who don't know me well think I'm outgoing. uh, That's a big, fat lie. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Right. Even doing (laughs) this show, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone a little bit. But I've done it more and more, so I'm getting more comfortable with it. But I'm always a little bit afraid of stuff like this. So hopefully I'm putting on a good front. (laughs) (laughs) We're totally convinced. Yeah.
4: (laughs) You you would never guess that with him because when... When we um, when Chris had to do a radio commercial for Blodgett, um, they were telling him that, man, you should be doing radio. You have such a good radio voice. <laughs> and, um, but no, you're you're very good at pretending that you're not outgoing or that you're outgoing. <laughs> Appreciate I mean, that. I know I know she, you feel. My wife like, knows the real me. You know, <laughs> but you no, know, you just you get along with everyone and you make it look so natural, even though you feel like it's. You know, like you said, you're going out of your comfort zone. But as an outsider, people don't catch that, I don't think.
2: Another thing that helps too, I think, is that um, before I was married, um, I was in community theater, which is like a four hour commitment every night. You know, (laughs) people who don't have lives are in community. (laughs) No no offense to anyone, I love it. (laughs) I love doing it. But but I had time for that. And it it was so much fun just. You know, memorize lines, you get in front of people, and and the more you do it, the more comfortable you get at it. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed that. Like I'm saying, I want to improve every day. I think that helped me become more outgoing.
0: I mean, we hear you (laughs) here as two introverts who host a podcast. right? Right.
2: (laughs) So everyone at this table is outside their comfort (laughs) zone is what what you're telling me.
0: (laughs) It gets better with time, don't worry. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah,
4: yeah. And for me, I mean, if if we're going to talk about, um, like, Today I sound awful because I'm coming over a cold, so this is typically not how I sound. (laughs) Um, But growing up, I was always super shy, very insecure, um, partly because I'm short for the, I guess the listeners, if they don't know who we are. I'm 4'8", Chris is 6'4", and so growing up, I was always super shy, um, hard for me. I mean, I got along with a lot of people, but I kind of felt alone a lot. Um, and then honestly, like meeting him, uh, we both met at Renaissance Learning, um, in Wisconsin Rapids and on the elevator, on the (laughs) elevator, I had hot tea and I was about to take the stairs. And then I saw him and I thought, I don't need to take those stairs. (laughs) Um,
2: And I, I saw her and I absolutely knew her name, but of course I said, so what's your name? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a great line. Great pick-up line. What am
2: I going to say? Oh, I'm shy guy here trying to get a touch What do I say? What's your name? First thing I said to you was a complete and utter falsehood. So, <laughs> yeah. so Our relationship
4: started off with a lie. It's bounded away. It's <laughs> yeah. We can only go
2: up from there. Right. right?
4: right. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's so funny. Um, but uh, long story short, like, over time, um, I just... I've always wanted to have a lot of friends, um, but I wasn't really good at making them. Um, you know, I, I was on the high school dance team, and I mean, in a nutshell, uh, I love to dance, I love making jewelry, I love my kids, I love traveling, um, and it's just, I, I love continuing to constantly learn, and um, yeah, I, I try to be a fun person. Once in a while. <laughs> when you have time <laughs> when I, right. with the three kids and right. the job and
1: everything yeah. else. Yeah. 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 So,
2: so I got a story. Um, we touched a little bit about how we met. Um, something else happened early in a relationship where we realized that we were meant to be. Um, her, her father died passed away about eight months before we met, I think. Yeah. But um, So I never got a chance to meet him, which I regret. I've heard a lot about him since then. But um, I needed to haul something or whatever. We were been dating maybe a year. Or not even no not even a year? Four months. Four months earlier. <laughs> He's
4: not very good with the concept of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She That's teases okay. me about that all the time. Yeah.
2: But anyway, we borrowed my dad's truck and um, we're just driving in it and Aaron's like, you know, my dad had a truck just like this. And she's looking around and she says, you know, he had a little flag, decal in the back of the window just like this, and he had satellite radio just like this. Same color truck. He loved that truck. And we're talking more and the hair is starting to stand up in the back of my neck. And so we called her mom and said, hey, you know, what, what happened to my dad's truck when he passed away? And she's like, well, I sold it to this car dealership, called my dad, and it was the same car dealership where my dad had bought this truck. You're
1: kidding. So
2: we discovered that my dad, who lived out in the country near Marshfield, bought this truck on a lot in Wisconsin Rapids that used to belong to her dad.
1: That's so
4: So I so. I bawled. Weird. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. I bawled. <laughs> You know, I, I we just we thought that was so cool because we were dating for like four months another relationship and we were just randomly driving this truck and <laughs> and yeah I it was so it was such a neat thing to discover and um, you know I don't know when when I saw him at Renaissance you know on the elevator and and you know we, they would allow us to walk um, like twenty minutes. 10 minutes and then a half hour throughout the day and I remember seeing him and thinking wow that guy seems just so familiar like I know I've never met him but boy do I feel drawn to him and and uh, I, I just I believe that things like that happen I feel like all the people that we see we're connected somehow and we can get something from them um, so that was just really that was a neat that's one of our many stories that we have that mm-hmm. um, that we're proud of you know So, the truck uh, was still in our family as of like last year. And then it finally went kaput. (laughs) (laughs) um, It was a sad day. We had
2: all of our kids sit up on it. We took photos of it before we sold it. it. It I feel like it's like a junkyard bond or something. It was really
4: cool. I mean, uh... the odds of that are so
1: slim, but (laughs) that was neat. That is amazing. That is amazing. You got, and I, okay. We're going to pause for a moment to just, let me say admiring things to you guys. You're Okay. <laughs> so uncomfortable. I'm going to do it anyway. Do it anyway. You guys are so much fun to watch together. And the way, just the way you get along and the way Aww. you, like, when one is talking, the other is watching and, Aww. like, agreeing. It's amazing That's to really be. That's nice of you. It feels so good to be, like, in the orbit of people with a healthy relationship and, you know, sort of good communicators and... Uh, that's okay. That I'm done. I, I feel like I'm sort of fawning over you right, <laughs> oh, right And I know I made it weird, but no, that's my specialty. specialty. No, that as a compliment. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I, I recently left my full-time job. is this, this, um, What we do is, you know, we, we buy properties, renovate them and rent them out. And started out as my hobby, became Aaron's full-time job. And then just last summer became my full-time job, too. Which kind of gave us the opportunity to work together? We're together twenty four seven now, unless I'm out golfing, which I'm hoping I'll be able to do that this year at some point. But, <laughs> right. No, we just but always but miss maybe snow. like August. right August. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully by August. But most people would be horrified to spend this much time with their spouse. And it's not a bad thing. Some people do need time away and they can still have a good relationship with each other, I think. But um for us it, it really works to spend yeah. this much time together and, and we realize how blessed we are to be able to do that.
4: We we get that a lot. We like a lot of people say, "How do you how do you work with your husband that much?" <laughs> <laughs> and Now do you think
1: they're saying something about Chris. Is that what? They're yeah. <laughs> it's Pearl? more specific to me. Yeah. I think what they're saying. Like, We've <laughs> met him, and
4: listen, it's funny because I never even really thought of it. And I guess I try. I guess I'm a big believer in like if you want to have a good relationship with whether it's your spouse, your children, friends, coworkers, uh, you need kn- you need to be willing to hear them, not just be wait just to wait to speak. Um, and so like. Um, you know, when I hear someone say that to me, I always think to myself, well, obviously you might feel that way about maybe your spouse. And so I always try to use the analogy of, I'm sure you guys do house projects together. You know, um, that's fun, right? Hey honey, what room are we going to work on, you know, Mm -hmm. this year? And, and so we look at our, our work, so to speak, as just little projects here and there that we get to work on Mm -hmm. together.
2: And we, we annoy each other, we irritate each other, we argue, we bicker, but just try not to hold that grudge. You know, yeah. always, always reset to the reason why we're together in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and he I
4: knows I, who wears the shoes, the pants, and, or the pants, and I always correct her when she he always, hates. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> yes. maybe that's why you argue. <laughs> <differently>. <laughs> yes. that point <laughs> for our listeners today, you know, seriously, when we first started dating, like because he's a, a writer. um... That was my biggest pet peeve is when he would correct me. And it's like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, seriously, leave me alone. Like, this is... But now, like, it's helped me actually um, try to speak a little bit better because I'm not very good at... You would never guess this, I guess. Well, maybe maybe you would, but um, I used to have a speech impediment. Oh. Uh, I used to have a really hard time with comprehending what I'm trying to say, and sometimes I'm still like that, but... um, I feel like marrying a writer has kind of helped me a little bit about that.
2: Is, it, is this on tape? Is this recorded? Yes. Uh, yeah. So she's benefiting from my annoying habit. Is that the yes. same? Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, other people are going to hear this, Aaron. Do you want us yeah. to cut this? No, leave it in. Leave it in, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out and just give
0: it to you on a flash drive. Okay, we're good <laughs> enough. Good <laughs> enough.
1: <laughs> so no, when I... you fight, you can just yep, play
0: I'll it. I'll just play oh, it. Oh, uh, but I'm wait, honey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so we touched on it a little bit, but uh, let's get to just a little bit about, and now, so we know the story, because we've talked about it for the video, but a little bit just about that sort of coming into the whole
2: property development and that journey. Yeah, it's, it started by accident, really. Um, I was uh, living in a duplex uh, when I had my first job at Renaissance Learning, my first real job, anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, came up for sale and I bought it, rented the other half out, which almost made my mortgage payment, so I thought, well, this is pretty cool, you know, and um, I was shopping for antiques with my dad in town at the railroad antique mall, and my dad said, I heard this building's for sale, and it was, it was foreclosed on, and, um, you know, I'm just a young kid, you know, just out of college, and luckily that was during the era when. Banks would just lend money to anybody who walked through their doors, you know. <laughs> I don't know because, no, that
1: worked but. out well, though, <laughs> too. <days, Yeah. so. laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the ridiculous
2: bet they made on me paid off for the bank. You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it was out of necessity. I mean, I don't do our maintenance anymore, thankfully. But, I mean, when I bought this building, um, the apartments needed to be restored. You know, I couldn't sure. rent them out. When somebody moved out, it was like a trash heap. I said, I got to restore this apartment. So I restored the common areas myself, and then I did one apartment. And so the next tenant walked in the building, wow, this common area is great. This apartment's great. I had no idea that the place right next to him was a uh, garbage. <laughs> 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 but eventually all of the apartments were restored in that building. And I thought, man, I really like doing this, you know. And I think it was after that building is when I met Erin. And uh, from there, um, she just kind of caught the bug too. And it's just so satisfying to walk into a building that's been restored and knowing it used to be this beautiful building and then over the years it was neglected and it turned into what it was when we bought it and now we've restored it again and now we've made it something somebody would want to rent again and uh it's just super exciting and satisfying to do this and we're thrilled it has actually turned into like a career for us
4: yeah it's a lot of fun for me personally like um I never ever I mean if anyone would have told me someday you're going to own real estate property and restore it. I would have never, ever thought that. Like, you know, growing up in high school, you, you do all those career Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> you know? I was going to be
2: a doctor until I oh. dissected my first frog. And, <laughs> no, this is not, yeah. not going to work. <laughs> for me,
4: it was going to be um, an archaeologist uh, and then psychologist. So I was going to school for psychology, um, you know, and then I landed a job um, with his parents, actually, uh, where I managed two behavior homes for a little bit. Um, so I worked with people who had, like, schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, and I really just love understanding why people are the way they are um, and the human mind. Um, and then when, when Chris and I, uh, you know, when we moved to Marshfield, um, we had married, and, you know, I no longer did that job anymore, and I was going to... We knew we wanted to have kids right away, and I, so I was a stay-at-home mom, and like Chris said, you know, he kind of had the property business as a side hobby, and then I started taking my double stroller with our mm-hmm. kids. They're not twins, but they're, they're really less close. Less than you're in a year apart by five days. Yeah, <laughs> and so I would just walk down Main Street and go to the different shops, get to know people, and hear them complain about certain things, and, <laughs> um, and then be passionate about the downtown too, and long story short um i just really started to develop a a passion for the downtown like i really just loved the history of the downtown and and chris happened to have a property down here and and it just kind of fell into let's look at another one and mm-hmm.
2: we got to the point where i'm like honey okay here we are this is a side hobby for me <laughs> um if we there was a building up for sale we're like really want to buy this building because there's so much potential but I said if this if we buy this building it's your career are you okay with that and she just dove right in she's like yes this is what I want to do I love doing this yeah and it wasn't enough you know to put food on the table for both of us yet I had my real job still so it was hers She would have to do that while I continued with my other job and uh she uh I mean, just the way she networks and the way she talks to people and gets out there—it's just—it's just amazing to see. She 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 has a skill package that I don't have or necessarily like to do, and and I fill in the gaps. Like I I, I have background in marketing and I can do the accounting and stuff like that. So what we can each bring to the table that makes makes us a strong business that we we work together
4: really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Does that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. That
1: more than
0: answers the question. Good. Mm-hmm. And you provide a perfect segue. You just Mm -hmm. make our job so easy. Okay, thank you. So, literally, because literally, our next, the next thing we want to talk about was what. So, talking about the downtown, what is your vision for the downtown? Mm
2: -hmm. I'm gonna put it in a nutshell. I want people all over the state to think, let's go downtown in Marshall because that's there's so much fun there. I mean, Mm -hmm. people talk about downtowns like in like in other cities in Wisconsin. I'm trying to think of one, like like Geneva, for example. Mm-hmm. I want people to have that same feeling. Oh, you were downtown in Marshall this weekend? Oh, I've been wanting to go there for months, you know, mm-hmm. for years. I, I want that to happen. And, and we have the potential, definitely. I mean, our downtown is beautiful. You know, when they had the great Marshall fire.
4: You're going to um, smack me one of these days. Oh, sorry. I, get, <laughs> I keep waving my, I use my hands when I talk. She <laughs> keeps having to duck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i um, totally lost my train of thought but, sorry, um, but sorry. Great Marshall's Fire yep. 1887 I might have to be off in the year by a little bit but uh, everything burned into the ground and they rebuilt it in brick which is amazing because brick lasts so long that uh, these buildings that were restored restoring have really good bones and the downtown mm-hmm. the street is really really wide which is unusual for back then there's four lanes of traffic and it's, it's in a good location because it, it still gets traffic. A lot of cities in Mar- in Wisconsin, their downtown is off to the side, and all the new stuff is on this other main street. Marshall's main street is their downtown, which is, makes it really unique in Wisconsin. And I just think there's so much potential. I mean, the 10 years we've been in Marshall, we've seen lots of changes. And I can't wait for 10 years from now. I think we're, we're on a path that's going to lead to really great things in this city.
4: Yeah. I think part of it, too, is we have an outsider's perspective because we came... Like Chris said, he I mean he grew up all over the U.S. and uh, or traveled a lot. And I was born in Billings, Montana, but I grew up in Wisconsin Rapids. And um, you know nothing against Rapids. I feel like they're they're now uh, making some movement there. But I feel like from my own experience growing up there, uh, they were definitely afraid of change. And um, I believe um marshfield's very divided in that way i feel like some people don't want change they're afraid of change and then other people are like they'll take it head on and let's do this and so from our perspective moving to marshfield and um the downtown actually was a factor we looked at over 50 different houses of where we we knew we wanted to live in a historical house um, and so we looked in Lhasa, we looked in Point, we looked in, we considered staying in Rapids, and um, we chose Marshfield. And one of the big factors actually was a downtown. And it wasn't because we were going to buy property, we just liked downtowns. So that <laughs> kind of sounds boring if you think about it. Wow. Like you're, Acting like an old couple that just wants to, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah, we, we can't fight it. Sometimes we, we'll work at home in our old Victorian house built in 1889. Yeah. Listening to music from the 1920s on, on a record player.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that, like, yes. you lead really very
2: exciting lives. Yeah, you talk about
4: like, oh, you know, looking at you guys, and it's like I kind of admire you. Just come over to our house for one day, and then you probably won't say that. <laughs> <And> say, <you laughs> see what boring time. old people you yeah, actually are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and put it at eight yeah. o'clock. And, Night. It's pathetic. I don't know. But um but no, to get back to your initial question about you know Sorry, about all I
0: can think of is like hair curlers and a York <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well if you put our goal I mean technically we have a golden doodle. So, you know, curler, curler yeah, right, yeah, dog. Right. dog. <laughs> no. But no, um with Marshfield, there's so like Chris said, there's so much incredible potential and I think part of it too is right in the middle of the state. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, Central Avenue is really a highway. And mm-hmm.
2: um, for a weekend getaway, we're not far from Milwaukee, Minneapolis, even Chicago, really.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why downtown can't be a bigger and better destination. We truly believe that. And some people look at us like we're nuts, and we're going to prove them wrong. I mean, we're, we literally want to change each building, even if they're not ours. We want to help people we want to change the downtown to make it a destination, mm-hmm. not just for the people who live here, but everywhere. You know, when other
2: building owners ask us, you know, how are you doing this? You know, we we spill the beans. We tell them exactly how to do it, hoping that they'll do it too. Yeah. because we're not going to buy every building downtown. <laughs> we're, we're about full up there. You know, we have a lot of work to do before we buy our next one. And um, sure, but we yeah. want it. We want people to catch on to what we're doing and say, hey, I want to be a part of this.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So. Part of that... Sorry.
1: Rate. I have so, like, so much a, I don't even know, right? they, like, you know from working with me, the amount of time listening to someone, how many things went through my head. You've been so. awfully <laughs> quiet. I've been, so, I've been so good, She's you guys? saving up. Here we go. I have so many questions. So shaking up this can. Yeah.
0: and here we go.
1: <laughs> Number one, eventually you and I are going to catch up on the Rapids thing. I'm a Rapids girl, too. We're going to have to are talk you? a thousand, for a thousand oh, hours about okay. the Rapids thing. But anyway... Yeah. Uh, as you're talking, Chris, I'm thinking about these buildings. Okay, fun fact. Side note, the Tom's House, uh-huh. which yeah. we're sitting in the basement of right now, mm-hmm. is the was the first three-story brick building in Marshfield. Really? I did not know that. Fun fact. That yeah, is really cool. Good to
3: know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, which is the thing we learned when we moved in. But a thing that I was thinking about as you're talking about that is the respect we do not have for the, these kinds of buildings, right? Right? Mm-hmm. You, if you think about there are other parts of the country, um, I'm thinking specifically of New Orleans. Mm. And have you guys ever been to New Orleans? I have. A of okay, times. so you can stand in the what is it the, the pirates Jean, Jean Lafitte's bar, uh-huh. right in the French Quarter. So it was built in the 1600s. Something ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Wow. So you can stand inside this building, which is still there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, obviously it's, it's an old building, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful and there's patina on the stone and everything about it is amazing and people are amazed by it. Yeah. And yet we went through this period in history where we would get sick of an old building and get rid of it. Right. Right? Yeah. So we built all of these great brick buildings that we could be saving and restoring and doing things with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then in a lot of places, we, Rapids is one of them, we built out, you know, out to the south. Right. And let let the whole downtown, which was which had all of the same types of buildings that they have in Marshfield, yes. mm-hmm. just, you know, go for nothing. I know. Yeah. So... It, it, it's interesting to think like it doesn't actually have to be that way. The buildings yes. exist. Yeah. We could be giving them the same, like the same sort of work and love and care mm-hmm. that some of these historic buildings in a place like right. new Orleans yeah. uh, have, and they could be, we could keep them around for hundreds of yes. years that way. Yes,
2: Absolutely.
4: Well, and that, you know, as we started buying buildings, like we were amateurs. I mean, we really, we are, we're not professionals at this. This is just something we do. But we have also learned too that um, as we were starting to renovate buildings, we had to kind of learn and teach ourselves uh, the value of a historical property. And so we kind of learned why a lot of the downtowns look like many strip malls. Because in the 70s, um, strip malls were, comp- or downtowns were competing with strip malls. And so a lot of times they were doing these facades to make them look like, um, yeah.
2: Let's cover up this ugly like this detailed brick work. You know, <laughs> right. with, with yes. some plastic. Right. You know? And that's yeah. what happened with the
4: JCPenney or the Blotch. You know that they had this big old thing yeah. that they would stick on there. And luckily for most of these downtown buildings, so it costs more money to, for example, taking carpet and putting it on hardwood floor. It costs more money to rip up that hardwood floor, so they just lay down the carpet. Some staple, some glue, and it's not fun when you glue them because then you really (laughs) got to peel it up. Um, But a lot of times it was to, you know, make it, um, you know, to have warm air, you know, because Mm -hmm. they uh, didn't have the heat like we have today, and so when they would put the carpet down and I don't know, there's all these different reasons, but um, where am I going with this now? (laughs) But outside
2: too,
0: so they sort of stick on... This facade.
2: Right. So a lot of the buildings that um, we do, I mean, the old features have been preserved. Like the wood floor, it has like this ugly tile on top of that with glue, and on top of that is carpet. So it costs about the same amount to strip all that stuff off, refinish the wood as it would be to recarpet it. So we just go that route, and the wood has been preserved over the years by all of this junk they put on top of it. You know, mm-hmm. And the same thing, we we found a lot of pressed metal ceilings that were hidden between these drop tiles that they had dropped. I mean, they had this beautiful 15-foot ceiling with pressed metal up there, and when you first walk in the building, it's it's got like an 8-foot drop ceiling, <laughs> and you, no one would even know that's up there, but yeah. we've discovered a lot of that through our sure. restoration work.
4: Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying. I mean... There's so much potential, especially in other cities too. It's like, okay, like even if you are considering tearing down a building, it has to be really, really bad to even consider it. Because from our experience, I mean we we've, we've purchased some properties where it's like, oh man, it's it's what what do they do with this place? But a lot of times, I mean, when you give it some TLC, then you see the full I mean even with the Moto building, you know the Deming building, that was renovated so many times over the years and it was very underutilized. And if you're not experienced in this kind of thing, a lot of people either tear down a building or they just you know, kinda put a little here, a little there and it's not a whole lot. But mm-hmm. you gotta kinda have a vision and idea of what the full potential could be. And a lot of times you don't even have to figure that out because the bones are still there. You know, the hardwood floor is still there. The, drop, sure. or the tin ceiling is still there. Um, so it's just a matter of wanting to bring that back, mm-hmm. you know, with some of those buildings.
1: So question. What, what was maybe your favorite, a most notable thing that you walked into a building, you knocked down a wall, you pulled down a ceiling, and you went, Oh, my gosh, <laughs> I cannot believe that thing. That amazing thing is here, and they covered it up with veneer or whatever they did.
2: I think, uh, coming back to the Deming building, it's that that's my favorite. I mean, taking a space that, when Erin says that it's been renovated, what she means is it was divided into offices. You know, it was this beautiful, oh, sure. big retail store originally, and there was an attorney's office upstairs, I think, and he, he rent, always rented all the spaces down below, so he's been lots of different businesses over the years. But that space had all been divided up into individual offices, and we knew the ceiling was there. We didn't know if the floor was there or not. We suspected that it was, but just ripping all of that stuff out. And um, we work with some great construction people and it took them maybe a week to turn it from this divided office, you know, poorly constructed <laughs> stuff into just uh, a big shell. And when you, when you see the shell, you can kind of imagine what that restaurant's gonna be like. <coughs> and working with Matt and Jen f- from Mojo's, they, they, I mean, with the little um, counter that they built, it kind of goes with the air of the building and all of that. And that's probably the favorite thing that we've done in downtown Marshall. so far? Don't speak for me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 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 What's I your think, favorite? No, no I'm <laughs> kidding. No, that, that
4: was definitely a fun project. Um, probably, you know, it, it's one of those, it's a hard question to answer because it really depends on, like, yes, that that was a really fun <laughs> it's project. It's like, which of your children are your favorite? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> right. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Yes, I would actually agree with him that that was probably the most fun as far as renovating because you saw how underutilized it is to the full potential that Matt and Jen, I mean, they had a great vision of how they wanted their their space to be in the actual restaurant part, and they did a phenomenal job. Um, one thing that was kind of fun, too, is so Chris, like he had mentioned, uh, when he first bought the Railroad Antique Mall, it was all carpet. Mm-hmm. Um and so when um, we were bringing in another antique place, Granberry Creek, that's there now, we knew before they are going to move all that stuff out and then move stuff, new stuff in, it's like, okay, we need to do something. Like with now
2: It's now or never because yeah. once there's retail stuff all over mm-hmm. the floor, you can't sure. move it out again. So in yeah. between the tenants, that was the time to yeah. get that floor project done. Right.
4: And we knew that there was hard floor, Um in there because you just peel up a corner. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know the condition, and that's always such a scary, risky thing to do because um, basically what happened is it's 3,500 square feet of hardwood floor. So you pull up this carpet and you just cross your fingers that.
2: And that one, I don't know if you remember, Aaron, but that one wasn't just carpet. Here, I'm correcting you again. But <laughs> it wasn't just carpet. There was carpet, then there was plywood, and then there was asbestos tile. Oh, and good. And then there yeah. was glue. And then there was wood floor. Cha-ching,
4: cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. So like, <laughs> and,
2: and, you know, when I say it costs about the same to restore it as to put new carpet in, mm-hmm. if we ripped all that stuff up, that costs money too. Removing oh, all mm-hmm. those asbestos tile, that so stuff expensive. is so expensive.
4: So expensive. But um, luckily, we, we are trying to decide
2: if we would take the chance because we don't know what the condition of the floor is.
4: Right. So what and, was fun is that that whole section, there was probably three by three feet that had to completely have new hardwood floor. Yep. Otherwise, so it was otherwise, perfect. Oh, it the whole, whole 3,500 square feet. Yes.
3: Yeah. And when wow. I say
2: perfect, I'm including character in that because it was a hardware store originally. So over the years, I mean, people dropped paint cans and screws and <laughs> hammers, yes. and the floor is scuffed up beautifully. I mean, I just <laughs> love that character. It really comes through when it's refinished, you know? and yeah. it came out really nice.
4: One little cool story about that building is so we kind of told you a story about the truck and Mm, um, that was the first building that Chris owned. And um, so when we were in the process of purchasing, purchasing our house, you know, we were looking at the history into that and we found out that the guy that built and lived in our house was the same guy that built and owned the hardware store. William Null. Oh, wow. So William Null really? an Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and, again, so the original hardware store is in Rapids, your house in Marshfield, you're saying, right? No, no. Our, the oh. house we
2: bought in Marshfield was right. the same guy who built the hardware store. That um, was? It was the first building that we owned. Yep, okay. So while I was living in Rapids, right. I had owned that building in okay. Marshfield. Okay, gotcha. That was, that was the Null hardware store yeah. originally. Okay. Yeah.
4: So that was kind of fun. Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and our house used to be, it was a, kind of related to your question. Um, our house was initially built as a Victorian home, and then it was converted into a hospital, and then it was converted into a clinic, and then it was back to a hospital. So at one time, to a house. Sorry, a house, yes. Yeah. So at one time, our house was a 30 bed hospital oh my gosh and yeah. they I'm must have to just out where to put lined all up these all these people <laughs> but one thing that was kind of fun is one day he was doing some landscaping when we first moved in and he found a old bottle from the clinic or when it was a hospital out in the yard yeah. you know where they would have the syringe mm-hmm. and so that was kind of fun but we're still looking for those gold bars. We're, yeah. Still, yeah. Looking <laughs> up. Be we're still looking right. up. <laughs> yes. Like I, I am waiting for that fun find. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we buy a building. So yeah.
2: We found um in the deming building where Mojo's is up in the attic, one of our construction guys found like 500 pages of weather reports from Chicago from like 1920. Like, it's <laughs> really, it, I mean, it's worthless, but it's really cool to look yeah. at, right? Yeah, but that's the closest thing to treasury anyone's found <laughs> that, that they've told us about. It. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the key thing, right? there. Right. I think that's... has
4: yeah. watch those contractors. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why they're so loyal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. these things. guys have no idea they're what's going on. <laughs> right.
1: Make bank get in there, <laughs> right? looking at the list of questions to see where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> Getting myself refocused. How Did we get doing? sidetracked a little bit? <laughs> oh, that's that's his specialty. We do that professionally. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <makes sense>. Um, <laughs> so, oh, where we're at is we're still talking downtown. Of course we're still talking downtown.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so what are things you guys mentioned that if people want to know what to do, you'll just tell them. Mm-hmm. But what are things people could be doing? And maybe not even just property owners, but citizens and people, you know, in the community or people like that. I think
2: supporting the downtown, I mean, no offense against like the chain restaurants and stuff, those can play a role too, but um, come down to Mojo's, come down to the kitchen table, you know, come downtown and spend your dollars on a local business. I think that that's important and that's what's going to keep the downtown on the track that it's on now. And it's not just don't come downtown because you feel sorry for them and you want to support them come down because they have amazing food and they have amazing stores and it's a great experience. And we're working with the owners downtown to (coughs) to realize to create that amazing experience for people because you don't want them to shop your store because they feel guilty or feel like they should. You want them to shop your store because it's awesome.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big thing. That is such a mouthful question. (laughs) I don't know how to answer that because I got – You know, I used to be on Main Street, so I have my Main Street hat on right now, thinking, hmm, I gotta watch what I say, because I gotta be really careful. Um, I think it's, there's, what was your question? My question was, (laughs) what can people do?
1: I'm good, let me read it again. Okay. What can other people do to help grow the downtown, make it better, bring it back?
4: Okay. So what I always say is there's, and I know I'm going to forget what the fourth one is. There's a, there's four components, in my opinion,
3: mm-hmm.
4: to a successful downtown. People need to be able to have apartments. They need to have professional services, have restaurants, and retail. That was, you got all four. All okay, four. good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was so. sitting here waiting to correct you. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, As far as citizens, like, you know, sometimes it's kind of comical for me when I go online and I see people complain about, oh, there's nothing to do in Marshfield, there's nothing here, and they just complain, complain, and my response is, leave. Like, honestly, if Marshfield is that bad, why are you here? Because you don't need to complain about that then. Um, You know, no one's forcing you to live here. No one's forcing you to work here. You don't have to choose to live in Marshfield. So I'm kind of blunt like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential in the downtown, but there's a lot of work that needs to be here too. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, I believe some stores need to have later hours. I think that some businesses need to um, hear their customers, and I think that some of the businesses will hear them better if they don't hear it from the city or organizations. Mm-hmm. Um and so I always tell people, if you want that favorite store of yours to be open later, tell them. Because the more that they hear about it from their actual customers, then they might be more willing to accommodate for you. But I also see on the other side that when you have a small mom and pop shop, they have family. It's hard for them to, to have those later hours. So that's why the city and CVB brought in Roger Brooks, who was a guy that... He actually was the one that came up with the slogan, Water Park Capital of the World for the Dells. Um, And basically he said 70% of people shop after 6 p.m., 80% are women. So if you know your audience and your customers, accommodate for them. Um, The other thing I would say, too, is get to know your downtown. A lot of times people don't realize what's downtown because they're busy. You know, people... You know, they go from point A to point B, and they don't take the time to actually stop and check out that store. So just get to know your neighbors, get to know your town. And, um, and like I said, once again, we have an outside perspective because we're not from Marshfield. So maybe we see a little bit more than the typical resident that live here.
2: I have one thing to say about an excuse why people won't come downtown is that there's no parking downtown. If you guys ever heard oh, that. Don't let get me, that's a, me, that's get me a started big one. can talk for half an hour about that. Yeah. But I always tell people that by the time you park at Walmart and walk to the front of the store, you've walked a block. By the time you walk to the back of the store to get your milk, that's another block. So there's plenty of parking spots downtown that are close to where, you're, where you where you want to go. Yep, it's, there's mm-hmm. not a parking problem downtown. There's a parking perception downtown. And it, it feels like it's longer because you're walking by these beautiful buildings instead of, like, other cars,
1: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So That's I so think. interesting because coming, coming from Rapids, like, there is, it, to me, it seems like there's so much parking here. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there's a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, like,
4: only businesses have parking lots in Rapids, right? Right. <laughs> so, and yeah. Like, and like Chris said once, you know, at a city meeting once, it's like... I want to have a parking problem. Yeah, I then, dream
2: of one day Marshall having a parking problem because that means, I mean, you go to Minneapolis downtown on a, yeah. on a Friday night you try to find a place to park. Yeah, you right. don't right. question That's a successful if you pay 40 bucks yeah. for
4: parking. <laughs> right. It, it, it's, a, it's a given, you know. You're going to have to pay quite a bit of money to park there because it's worth it to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Roger Brooks said, I think he even made the comment, is your business worth the walk? And um, <laughs> mm-hmm. really, I mean, mm-hmm. And I don't want to be insensitive, too. I know that there are some things that we could probably change. I know that um, some hair salons have said, you know, we should have a longer um, parking time limit than the hour and a half. C- continue to talk to the city, and they're very open um, to trying to make those regulations changed and everything. Um, you just got to and, and go to council. You know, don't just sit behind the computer and complain about your town. Actually be a part of the movement in my opinion, be a mover and shaker. Um, I think a lot of people are misunderstood that that they can't make a difference. And I, I would hate to be in that kind of mindset. And I think sometimes it gets me in trouble because sometimes <laughs> I'm way too optimistic and I think yep. that I can just change everything if I want. Um, We've been to
2: lots of city meetings where there's like a community has a chance to talk and it's like the two of us and maybe like three other people.
4: Right. So if you want
2: the city to hear you, they'll hear you because there's not gonna be many people from the community there, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> But go in there and, and you can you'll have a chance to speak in front of the council on whatever issue matters to you. Yeah.
0: Right. And to that point, you that is primarily like if you want your voice to be heard, that's the venue to do it. Exactly. Like don't yes. just complain on <laughs> you, social
1: yes. media. Yeah, don't just tweet it. Right. right. <laughs> don't just tweet <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. And expect
4: things to change. No. Huh. Oh, that's a big pet peeve of mine. You know, you got to be willing to make some sacrifices and actually go and speak your mind if you want Mm -hmm. to actually see progress.
1: You know, let's circle back to Aaron to that thing about people saying there's nothing to do. Because as you were talking about that, like a thing that's occurring to me. And I think people understand it, but sometimes it needs to be verbalized that when you talk about Mm -hmm. like festivals, like city days or some of these things like that takes it takes planning and it takes bodies and it takes money to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I and I think Marshfield does a great job with having events like that. Yeah. But also we need you need people to show up and take, you know, as spectators and you need volunteers to make all of that happen. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean even if you're not going to be a property developer, even if you're not going to I don't know, build a water park like we have in the Wisconsin Dells, showing up for things like that. Yes. And being a volunteer and getting your family involved to volunteer, that is people taking a part in making the downtown better, yeah. making mm-hmm. the whole city better.
4: It's a feel it's a good feeling too, especially like when I was involved with Main Street. I mean, it's a nonprofit organization. I probably put in about I think I figured it out once it's between like 25 30 hours a week and um but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it was a passion of mine, just like everyone else that's on that board. In the volunteers, you, you don't even have to be on the on a board if you don't have the time to commit. Um, but there's just something genuinely good about feeling like you're making a difference and you're you're helping, and you're not getting paid for it. It's kind of there's something <laughs> nice about that, you know. Um, and you know, with when I lived in Wisconsin Rapids and I thought of Marshfield, I thought of. Nightmare, Reflections, (laughs) and the clinic. That was my perception of what Marshfield was. And now, I mean, because, you know, we're so involved and trying to understand the community, um, there's so much more here. There's just so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just definitely take the time to get to know your own town. And like I said... To be blunt, if you don't like it, move. Because <laughs> there's plenty of houses that people can maybe, you know, free up. So, because there's plenty of people that right. want to live here. Yeah. So, if you're going to be crabby, just go. Yeah. just go. There's
1: actually lots of cheap houses for sale in
4: Rapids. So, well, swap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. just swap.
3: Citizen exchange. <laughs> I'm going to get...
4: Whoever hears this, I'm going to get a lot of hate email. After this, like. We won't give them your email. They won't no. be able to find you. Okay. Like, we've never met Erin. Okay. We don't know who she is. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know I'm going to regret some of this. Uh, you
0: said that before, and I'm like, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just move. But yeah. Like, I, I, I
4: don't know. It, it, it's kind of maybe hard in my heart a little bit. A little bit. You know, just... <laughs> I'm tired of hearing people complain when they're not willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. Just do something about it. If you don't like it, move. No one is forcing <laughs> you to be here. But I also don't want to put the paint the picture that everyone who lives here doesn't enjoy it I think most
2: people do. There's I think plenty of people to do. To be honest, I think most people who live in Marshall love it here. They really do. And there's a, a vocal minority I think that like to complain and and wherever they live, they probably yeah. want to come. In fact, there's probably people who love living in Marshfield, and they love complaining about the city. You know, it's just...
4: <laughs> right, right. Some people just really like to complain. Right. And yeah. <laughs> my natural personality, even when I was on Main Street, I would focus on that 2% and not on the 98 that was fine with things. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's just who I am. I think that's
0: more than just your personality.
4: Yeah, that's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes me feel better.
0: Do you want to take the next one?
4: Sure.
1: Uh, so final big question here. In your opinion.
0: Sort of changing tracks. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Moving. This is the, I mean, this is the thing that we initially told them we wanted to talk to them about. No,
1: it's true. Yeah, we're finally getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's paying off. It only took us an hour. In your opinions, what separates a business that will fail or just get by from one that will thrive?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking of one word, and I bet you will think of the same word. Ooh, one, Ooh. Should we try that? two.
4: <laughs> it's, oh.
2: You say it all the time. She doesn't remember.
4: Okay, ready?
2: One, two, two three. three. Passion. passion. We Yay! nailed it. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's passion. I mean, we rent to a lot of different businesses and we say no to a lot of businesses. We'll have a space and they're like, oh, we want that space. And we're like, well, it's not a good fit because we don't see the passion. All of our tenants, I'm going to say without exception. Yeah they're passionate about what they do and i think that i mean there's going to be bumps in the road there's going to be obstacles they come up against but if they have that passion i think they're going to make it i yep. mean I, and it, it's it's not even the know-how cuz that they can learn that you know but it's you got to have the passion and that's what makes you successful
4: it's the same with finding employees too i believe that you can train an employee on how to do something but if they don't have that passion or that drive um, they're not gonna be successful, and you gotta have a purpose. I mean, you gotta feel like you're actually contributing to something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we are looking for our tenants, um, it's almost like a partnership, um, in a way, because we we want them to be happy. If they're not happy, they and what then they're not gonna enjoy their business, and they're not gonna, you know, you have they're have not to gonna love be successful. What you do.
2: Because if if you're doing something for the money, you're never going to be satisfied because you always want a little bit more money. Right. But if you're doing something you love to do, the money is not going to matter as much. You you might have a slow month and you're going to be like, okay, next month will be better. But if you don't have that passion and that drive, you'll have a slow month and you'll be ready to close up shop.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, if for our business, if we were just collecting rent, it would be so boring. I would hate it. (laughs) Like, honestly, if, if, you know, if we were just doing rent roll and collecting rent, like, I would get bored so fast. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's fun to feel like you've contributed to the success of, of your tenants and just helping seeing their drive and their passion to be able to help them maybe get over the top. I mean, some landlords won't let them paint or simple things like that. We're like, oh, you want to remodel that room? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. If you think that'll help you be more successful, we'll support you in that. And I think it's just, it, it, it's satisfying for us to be able to help them be successful.
4: Right. And even other businesses that we're not affiliated with. I mean, really, you go into any kind of business, whether it's a bank, it's a restaurant. um, Credit union. Credit union. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, as an outsider looking in, how you know how well a business is, is the turnover rate. You look at, are those the same employees you've been dealing with for years? Because they obviously, and nowadays, I mean, anyone can get a job. I mean, everyone's looking for... A job, so kudos to those businesses that are keeping those employees because mm-hmm. it means that they truly love where they're working, and they feel like they're actually making a difference yeah. in their work, for you know, in their career, um, and that I mean, yeah, they have the passion, they have the drive, and they genuinely love what they do. That kudos to any employer that continues to have those long term, long standing employees, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, that will mean that your customers will be happy too because their employees are being treated well.
0: And I think it's interesting, it's <coughs> heartening for, you know, maybe for that person who's looking to start a business or wanting to start a business or doesn't feel like right. that sort of technical know-how <coughs> is there yet. Like that, you know, as yeah. the number one thing, especially that you guys have seen being a business owners yourself, seen a lot of businesses come and go, mm-hmm. um, that it's not about the technical know-how. It's yeah. if you want to make it work, you're you
2: can gonna learn make all it all work. Stuff, right. Yeah, yeah. We're proof of that. I mean, we're, we're making this up as we go. You know,
4: <laughs> we asked, I mean, my dad, when my dad was alive, he would joke and say, "Aaron, if you don't know how to do something, just BS your way through life." <laughs> 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 so I'm a good BSer. <laughs> uh, um, the other to to get back kind of to what you guys are also asking too, you know, when um, if you have a new business that comes in you know consistency is key that's another mm-hmm. factor that i would give mm-hmm. advice to anyone I think
2: all these things come yep. from that passion <laughs> the lights just <laughs> yeah. <in> <laughs> went <lost> down <the> <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> but like the Aaron's talking about consistent hours is important to success too and i think that that springs from right the there? passion Do we have power no we're good these oh, are good. these okay. are
0: battery powered so okay so we're separate yeah. one so. of them just
2: yeah that's fine no, we'll finish, fine. Up we'll that
1: finish that it up with that one. <laughs> okay.
2: But what I was saying is um, that pa- other things spring from the passion, the help of success, too. Like, if you're passionate about what you do, you're not going to close up shop at 5 when all of the shoppers are off from work, you know. Yeah. So I think that's important.
4: Yeah, and the other big, big thing is know your why. So, like, if you're someone who, oh, I love making cookies, so I'm going to open up a cookie shop. But they don't know marketing. They don't know business, how to hire and fire, you know, employees and um social media then just stay home and bake your cookies <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's there's there's a much bigger package there that you have to know right. what is your passion like genuinely why are you wanting to do what you're doing and what are you what do you think is gonna, you're going to get out of it mm-hmm. and what are you going to give back uh, you got to know the whole Dynamic. It's not just passionate.
2: What you're saying is not just passionate about baking the cookies, but passion about business and everything else that comes with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because maybe you should just bake your cookies at home and hand them out. Maybe that's what gives you that joy. Maybe that's your passion. But if your passion is also meeting people and learning about marketing and learning about business and, and learning about all these things, then that'll aid your success as well. Right. Well, I think you, you say
4: it so much nicer. I'm just more blunt. <laughs> I've learned how to translate. That yeah, I kind of sound awful. No, you no, sound not great. I kind of sound mean a little no, bit. I, I should try to tone it down a little bit. Some people need their stuff That's ruffles. that spicy
1: short girl thing. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: and I think, you know, that really, one thing, personal experience, that really applies to is doing photos. You know, it. It's one thing to enjoy doing photos and liking to do that, but if you want to take that to a business level, like you actually probably wind up doing less photos in the amount of time that you're spending, you know, your business is then a small slice of that pie is doing photos, and then this whole other part of the pie is all this other business stuff and so you know if you're not willing to really sink in and dig into that part of it
4: yes that's so true Vince because um so I make biblical jewelry and I a while ago I sent some pictures to this this magazine called Victorian Trading Company and I asked them you know at the time would you want to sell my jewelry And I was really, really impressed and excited, and they said yes. And so I was so excited and everything, but then I decided not to do it because I realized, like, I'm taking a passion of mine that's going to end up turning into, like, a big chore, a job. And so I decided not to do it. And um, that's going back to knowing your why. You know, you got to understand, you know, there's more to just I'm gonna make jewelry, and um, you know, I didn't want to have to deal with the whole, you know, hassle of okay, I got to make so many in one week, and I got to make sure, sure. that I, I, send it to them, and it's just I didn't want to deal with that, you know. So I'm glad I figured that out before I committed. <laughs> Very good points.
3: It's
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. a tender. To I think we're, we've actually kept them longer than we intended to, too.
2: Okay. You cut off the bad stuff, right? <laughs> We're going to keep all the bad stuff. It's okay, cut out the bad bad all good stuff. stuff. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> we just really appreciate you. Here, I'm going to make it awkward again. Can okay. you just wait a second? Okay. We really appreciate you guys so much. Everything everything about working with you has been amazing, and this was a really fun experience. Thank you. This was nice. We feel I'm the same about you guys.
4: We, we really, really do. Like, this is fun. As much as we love talking about downtown and Property and stuff. Sometimes it's fun to just get to know people too, and and I'm actually kind of glad that you asked us to do this too because, um, you know, especially with social media. and I mean, right now we okay we have we have a billboard up, and um, sometimes people who don't know us, um, we don't want them to think that we're trying to paint an image of what we're not, and mm-hmm. so. It's kind of nice to be able to to speak freely and and get people to know our actual personalities rather than, Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times people just see our business card or they Mm -hmm. see us in the newspaper sometimes for an article, but they don't know us down to earth. You know, we're down to earth people just like, you guys are down to earth. And so it's kind of nice to be able to just be ourselves and talk Mm -hmm. to you guys. And it was, it's fun. You did a great job, too. Mm-hmm. Both of you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank this you. This is nice. Hope oh, <laughs> you didn't mind my voice too much. No, we oh, loved your voice. sound great. <laughs> That's what you say when you're married to someone. <laughs> 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 They're just excuses Chris. <laughs> she sees
3: yeah. through <laughs> you. <laughs> so
1: now we'll do the wrap-up. I think now we're ready we're for the wrap wrap-up. Up. Um, we can, if you guys want us to, we can share the link to your website. Oh, as, yeah. We'll yeah, put yeah. this on our, on our blog. Oh, We always have links. Links at the end. So we'll sure. put your anything else, social media, anything like that you want us to
4: um, include? Maybe maybe social media because I, right now, on um, maybe just tag me or something on okay. Facebook mm-hmm. or something. Sure. sure. And sure, then sure, you sure. have our website? Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: I happen to know there's a great wedding dance video out on oh. social yeah. media. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Teaser. I about Teaser. That. Yeah. So go. <laughs> Go look for that.
1: We did since the last time we talked to you guys. We did watch that. Did, did you see it? basically <laughs> basically made our day? <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Stuff
2: on the internet's there forever. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> it was about the best
4: thing. That Isn't we've ever that corny seen. though? It was so corny with our height difference. We wanted to make so it as cute. cheesy as possible. Oh, so just, the start, yeah. just the start. Just the start. Yeah. See, this is this is why one of the reasons why I love him. Like I need to, like we we lead people to believe like we're we're working together, but really I just have him. Follow me so he can finish my sentences and actually explain what I'm trying to and say. And reach
2: stuff for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, hey. you're so
1: useful, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you're a Swiss Army human. <laughs> it's funny because our son, he's eight, and he's like up to my ear now. And he said to me once, he says, "Mom, even though I know someday you're gonna be, look- I'm gonna be looking down on you, I know that you'll always be the boss." That was really cute. He learned that from our
2: relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Dad (laughs) Dad taught him well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Love it. (laughs) Okay, so we'll include those links.
0: Yeah, we could be here all day, so we should yeah. probably wrap I wanna, up. Yeah, I want to, like, there's
1: up. really no nice way to do this. Like, okay, yeah. now, really? <laughs> it to be
0: anyway. it now, you know? This is, this is the Wisconsin goodbye.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <you gotta laughs> whoa, whoa, we got to go. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad the lights did <laughs> turn off. <and> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Two hours later. <laughs> Still saying goodbye.
4: What if the light thing was something
1: we just pre-planned? Like, oh, yeah. the lights went out, you guys got to go. Cut this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well thank you guys. This thank you. We're mm-hmm. gonna do okay. We have just a quick couple of wrap up things okay. and you're okay. gonna sit there and listen. And okay. it'll be okay. awkward, it'll be fun. <laughs> so links will be below on the podcast. Just a reminder. You can find the Simplicity Show on Anchor, iTunes, or visit our blog simplicity.coop slash blog mm-hmm. and hear all of our episodes.
0: Thank you again, Aaron and Chris. It has been an absolute delight and a nice break for our listeners because usually we're the ones doing most of the talking and so it was really nice for us to just be like, and go, and then sit back and listen. So thank you. are such Mike Hawks. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so thank you and thank you to our listeners for sticking with us to the end here. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now and we'll see you next time.